Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's a Friday edition of Fantasy Sports Today. We are live talking about the big news in the NFL, where arguably the top quarterback in fantasy looks like he is out for a while. Can the Yankees salvage the American League Championship Series? And even the top rookie in the NBA could be on the shelf. Plenty of news and notes to get to as Fantasy Sports Today on this Friday starts now. Sports today. Toward the end zone. It is Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Fires up the middle. Pass is caught by Owens. Owens made the catch. Oh, Pass is caught. Diggs. Sideline. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Toss the white. All right, welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today here on Friday, October 18th, 2019. Great to be with you live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And, of course, wherever you listen to a live program that is streaming, like iHeartRadio and TuneIn, and certainly you can hear our show on demand 24-7 on the FNTSY app. And, of course, our uh, great folks over at SportsGrid putting everything together for you. I am Craig Mish, and along with my producer today, Sean Glastamaki, taking you up until 2 o'clock Eastern. And then full-time fantasy will take over. Adam Rodas and Dr. Roto getting you ready for the fantasy weekend where there are so many questions to answer. And it, it is that time of the year where we have hit that uh, mid-season fantasy football rut trying to make heads or tails of some of these players that got off to good starts and then some guys who got off to bad starts who are now coming on a little bit. And that's kind of where I'm at in a lot of my leagues. And, you know, what what would I grade myself at the halfway point as a drafter, as a player? Well, and kind of run it through with you guys. By the way, you can call the show anytime as we're live on Fridays. 844-843-6879. Let me give that number to you again. 844-843-6879 if you have any start or sit questions for me. I know that a lot of you ask me on social media, on Twitter, but you can ask me live on this show if you choose today. So make sure you call that number. Here it is a third time, 844-843-6879 if you have a question or a comment about the show. So I'm participating in uh, live leagues, let's talk about, non-best ball, because the best ball leagues, let's be honest, you put a you put a team together and then – you don't even really have to check it for the most part. And full transparency, in that best ball league, I drafted Antonio Brown. So you know that I'm not going to be doing well in that league. Uh, in the other leagues that I'm in, the biggest money league that I'm in is actually a DFS-type format where you have a salary cap and you can adjust your roster each and every week, pick different players. This is my third year in this league, and uh, this league... Uh, without naming too many names, is put together with, I would say, uh, 80% of players in Major League Baseball who play now who have played, and I am horrible in this league. I'm, it's embarrassing. I am one of the experts, and I get called out on a week-to-week basis by uh, guys around baseball that I'm terrible. And it's, it's bad. It's embarrassing. So uh, let's just put that out there. I'm done. 
Uh, I will not win the league, but there is a weekly prize, so I can cash a grand if I end up winning, uh, hopefully, uh, one week this season. It just hasn't happened so far for me. I've cashed the last two years. Okay, so that's league number one. League number two is a home league that for years and years and years, before there was great internet, and with me doing write-ups on my, uh, my home computer and printing them out and mailing them to my friends about uh, like the weekly commissioner report. I mean, this league's been going on 30 years. Uh, I did a lot better when the internet didn't exist. <laughs> I did a lot better where uh, free content wasn't available 24-7 just by Googling someone and getting an update. You know, like that, that kind of hurt me a little bit because I was great then. I still have the best overall record in the history of the league. But, uh, you know, people have caught up and there's a lot more luck involved. And so in that league, I am three and three doing fine in points and have some nice little uh, wild card type players going at it. Uh, ended up picking up McLaurin and I feel like I can I can get in the playoffs. I don't know if my team is good enough to win. That's another pretty I don't know. Is is putting two hundred and fifty dollars in a fantasy league even a big deal anymore? I don't know. That's the entry fee. So. If you guys think it is great, but for me, over the course of the season, I've tried to get them to hike this thing up. I mean, what does it come out to? $40 a month in fantasy? Come on. So that's the second league. My uh, The third league that I'm in is I'm in uh, another baseball league with the baseball players, and I have a partner in that league. And I'm and we are doing, we are also 3-3 three and three because last week we had the most points, but we played against the team that had, like, all this crazy stuff happened. Uh, Curtis Samuel scored two. I mean, we, we played against the most ridiculous team that ended up blowing up. So we're uh, I'm three and three, and I'm feeling good about that league also. And then the uh, final fantasy league that I'm in is a contract dynasty salary league that I last week decided to dump, and I traded all of my players away for the second straight year for draft picks. It's really pathetic. Like I, I literally have given away a thousand dollars in that league with the hopes that in two years I have a dominant... Like, I've gone the Astros route, basically. Like, I'm going to be horrible again this year, and hopefully all this money that I put into it ends up paying off. So that's the summary for me this year. Oh, and the guillotine league that we talk about here on the show, that each week the low point total uh, fantasy owner gets knocked out and all the players go back in the pool. I'm doing well in that league. And I'm very active in that league. And again, someone in that guillotine league this week had Patrick Mahomes. So I'm feeling, and Lindsey. So I'm feeling like I got a good shot to even advance to week seven or week eight of the fantasy football season there. So I'm excited about that one, actually. That was only a $100 entry winner take all, so 1600 at the end. So overall, a mediocre fantasy season, but with some upside. Got Daryl Henderson in a couple of leagues, feeling good about that. Got McLaurin in a couple of leagues, feeling good about that. I got this receiver on the Packers, Lazard, in a couple of leagues, feeling good about that. I'm always looking three or four weeks ahead, trying to get ahead of this. So hopefully that will pan out. But if not, I'll still host the show the rest of the football season, I promise. Bad news for you guys. All right, we've reached our first time out here on Fantasy Sports Today. Coming up next, it's time for the opening drive. Yeah, I know you guys love that. First down, second down, third down, fourth down. We got some baseball. We got some pop culture. We got some football as well. I'm Craig Mish on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We will be right back with the opening drive. Jamie Eisenberg will appear on the show a little bit later on. I've got my take on who I think may finish in the final four of college football as well. Craig Mish on FST back in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away.
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Fantasy Sports Today presents... First play from scrimmage. The opening drive. The first play of the game. From the opening play and all the way for a touchdown. And welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today and this is the opening drive on this Friday as we head toward another football weekend as... I'm looking forward to it. Uh, looks like my schedule is clear Sunday. Uh, last Saturday night, I had to go to a bat mitzvah, miss a lot of college football. From I mean, this this bat mitzvah was a uh, a 5 p.m. to midnight extravaganza. Yes, this is true. This was a a pregame ceremony plus the game plus overtime, triple overtime. And I hate, I hate, but listen, I, congratulations and everything, but I hate missing seven hours of football on a Saturday. Wow. So the good news is tonight I talked the wife into going out tonight as opposed to tomorrow, so I'll have my shot at watching some football tomorrow. All right, we open up this opening drive with the biggest story of, well, the sec- is this the second biggest story of the fantasy football season? Probably so, because Barkley had to be the first. But this is the second biggest story for sure. As we await the MRI results, as we still await the MRI results. By the way, they have these results. We're just not getting them. NFL players, Major League Baseball, this is a first thing in the morning, 8.30 a.m. type deal. So make no mistake about it. The longer this goes into the day, the worse the news is. If the if the results for Mahomes' MRI were great, we would know already. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, this is a this is going to be a, a, a you know at least a couple of weeks for sure. Jamie Eisenberg, who will join us later, will talk about some potential options. But this is my issue with fantasy, and this is my issue with the NFL. You have so many injuries. There's so much luck involved in this. You have arguably going into the season the two most important players to a fantasy team, and you ask the answer why. Here it is. Barkley was the number one overall pick in virtually every draft. If you survived and got to this point without him, congratulations. I don't know how you did it. And if you took Mahomes where you did, it was obviously very risky because you were the first one to take a quarterback in your draft in the second or third round of a fantasy draft. How do you get back from that with the crap that is out there on the wire? There's been no Drew Brees all season. There's been no Andrew Luck all season. There's been no Ben Roethlisberger all season. Go to your waiver wire and you take a look. And listen, we're going to try to help you get through it. But the reality is the replacement level from where you drafted Mahomes to what you have as a backup, forget it. And look, Matt Moore, I I saw him play here in Miami for many years. A super nice guy. And the kind of guy that can win a 17-16 game for you. But come on, there's no comparison. This is the equivalent of, let's say, the the, Vike, or the uh, Chiefs brought back Alex Smith. I mean, that's kind of who Matt Moore is. So, yeah, you probably could get a couple 200-yard, one-touchdown games from him, but please do not give me this, that he'll be even close to what uh, Mahomes is. Now, look, the Saints, 
did a fantastic job no matter what happens without Drew Brees. Let's let's call it what it is. Even if they get smoked by the Bears this week, which is certainly a possibility, you never know, Teddy B came in and earned himself the right to get a contract to start with a new team next year. Remember, Teddy Bridgewater, before the season, turned down a multi-year contract with the Miami Dolphins to stay with the Saints in that great scenario. Has Bridgewater played fantastic? No, but he's played good enough to get himself a deal. You're telling me that Teddy Bridgewater isn't better than five or six other quarterbacks in the NFL? Of course he is. Of course he is. Teddy Bridgewater could start for Tennessee next week. Teddy Bridgewater could start for uh, the, the, the Broncos next week, the Bengals next week, the Redskins next week, right? There's a handful of teams at least. He's going to get paid. He's going to get something. And the key now is can Matt Moore, for the next month, go 500? That's it. That's what Kansas City needs. But the reality of their situation is their defense also is not very good. I know they played better yesterday. I don't trust them at all. And the best bet on any board right now in any future of any play is honestly, I hate to say it, taking the New England Patriots to win the Super Bowl. You can still get 2-1 to one in some spots. I mean, come on. And I've never felt this way about the NFL before. Normally, there's a lot of parity. Normally, I could give you five or six teams. Who's going to beat them in the AFC? And then you get to the NFC game, and you play in the Super Bowl. New England's going to be 10-point favorites over whoever they play. And there's no betting on that. Why not bet them right now 2-1? to one? Makes more sense. You, you can get plus money on New England to bet the Super Bowl. And look, their, their success has not always been great in the Super Bowl. I get it. It's been about 500. And against the spread in the playoffs, Belichick has not been a monster. I get it. But that's got to be a great bet right now after what I just saw with Kansas City. I thought I thought the Chiefs two weeks into the year could be better than the Patriots. Boy, was I wrong about that. Second down, the Houston Astros take a 3-1 lead in the series. No surprise there. That rainout really hurt the Yankees. It really did. And it's rare that we would go back and look at something like that and say it cost uh, a team a series. But that really lined up Houston's pitching the rest of the way. If they had to go with a bullpen-type game, you may give the Yankees somewhat of an advantage. But the good pitching is always going to beat the good bats when it comes down to it. And that's what happened yesterday, and that's what's probably going to happen today. Uh, Could the Yankees win today and beat Verlander? I mean, I guess. I guess. But you're not beating Cole. And then you know they'd—what's today? Friday? You know that on Sunday they could bring Verlander back to pitch a few innings if they needed to. They could bring Zach Greinke back to pitch a few innings if they needed to. The series is done. Yankees could win today, but they are not winning the series. And by the way, how did Giancarlo Stanton look in the American League Championship Series making all that money that he's making? Hasn't played at all, huh? How is that working out? Not good for the Yankees. And, and, and when you need a couple of more big bombs, that's the kind of guy that you would need to rely on. And uh, they're, they're stuck with that guy for the next, what, seven years, 30 million a year? That's second down. Third down. We are anxiously waiting the situation with the Rams running backs. I will tell you that this has me so curious for the rest of the season. We talk about it several times throughout the week. My co-host Joe Pizapia, the uh, Todd Gurley apologist. I, 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 at this point, have to think that Gurley's career is uh, on the downside. And this kid who came in that game, I know the ball hit him in the face when they hiked the ball to uh, to Goff, and then, and then somehow it hit Daryl Henderson in the face. That kid looks good. That kid's got some burst. 
and I don't see him carrying the ball 25 times in a game, but he may not need to do that to win a fantasy. And I'm talking about winning a fantasy league for you. And look, we've seen these rookie running backs this year, okay? And it hasn't been pretty again. Second year in a row, it has not been pretty. You've been waiting on Miles Sanders. Yeah, he's had, he showed some spurts, but you can't start him every week. You can't start David Montgomery every week, right? This hasn't been the case. Jacobs has been really the only one, and even he got off to a slow start. I want you guys to circle this kid, Daryl Henderson. You pair him up with one of these uh, three-yard plotters, and, and this kid could be – maybe Gurley is that plotter. I am waiting this afternoon to see how that plays out. If Malcolm Brown is out, I'm starting Henderson in every league. And then fourth down, did you see this story last night? Lady Gaga fell off the stage while dancing. Hopefully she's okay. I think she also, yeah, also, do you see during the, the contest, she saw the Yankees lost and said, how did the Yankees lose without Garrett Cole pitching? Said that during the contest, during the concert. Didn't know she was such a big baseball fan like that. That was pretty cool. So that's our uh, fourth down. And that is it for the opening drive here on Fantasy Sports Today. You can dial us up anytime you want, 844-843-6879, 844-843-6879. Coming up, we'll have the latest news and notes from around the league. We'll dive back into the baseball game a little bit. we got Trust or Bust coming up, where Sean's going to throw some names at me, and I'll give some answers. And in hour number two, we've got Jamie Eisenberg joining us from CBS Sports. And also, I have uh, some potential conspiracy theory surrounding what the college football playoff may look like at the end of the year. We, we are coming up on some huge college football games here over the next few weeks. Remember, uh, the college football playoff is one in October. You, you qualify it at the end of November and December, but it, but it is one this month. This is the month that it is critical. And so we'll get into that as well. Just a reminder, you can catch me tonight over on YouTube and Wager Alarm as Howard Bender and I go through our Westgate Super Contest picks and Golden Nugget College and Pro Football Contest picks this evening at 9 o'clock Eastern. We'll be right back with more here on FNTSY. Don't go away. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish back with you. First ever uh, rejoin with a little grease is the word in there. Okay, all right, that's a little, that's new. New for this show for sure. Let me give you a uh, quick update in uh, fantasy, and then we'll talk to our producer, Sean Glostamachia, who's got to get out of work early today so he can go see the Yankees take on the uh, Houston Astros. Could be the end of that. Well, at least you get to see the get to see the funeral. Uh, okay, uh, latest news and notes: Marquez Valdez Scantling, Geronimo Allison, Devontae Adams, all not practicing today for the Green Bay Packers. 
I mean, the temptation is so there to take the Raiders this week. It really is. I mean, three wide receivers for Green Bay not playing. I mean, the Raiders have played better. I mean, I guess. I mean, look, I thought last week the spot was so good for the Rams, and boy, did they smack me right in the face. I mean, think about that. The Rams had a Thursday night game. They had Friday through Sunday off and Monday through Saturday to prepare for the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers played Monday night. They had six days to prepare. They didn't have their fullback, and they just smashed the Rams. Those are the kind of things where your your process is right and the result is wrong, but the process is definitely on the Raiders for this week. But, uh, man, I mean, like, I mean, is Rodgers just that good still that he could play with no wide receivers whatsoever and still win? I mean, that's just uh, it's incredible, really. So, uh, okay, so... Um, my thoughts on the American League Championship Series, and we'll do some baseball here just for this segment, and then we'll get back to football in the uh, in the next segment. Look, this, this Houston Astros team, you got to understand that the only reason why they didn't get far last year is because Carlos Correa was a shell of himself, and Jose Altuve had like, I don't know if you guys remember this last year, Jose Altuve had like a bone broken in his knee and decided to play through, I, th- I believe it was the American League Division Series last year. They were a wreck going into that. It is very hard after winning a World Series and taking that thing into deep October and taking uh, you know yourself into spring training and limiting guys to win back-to-back. In fact, it's just simply not happening almost ever in baseball. Teams are not winning. The narrative that we have found in baseball that has been wildly untrue unlike the NBA and even unlike the NFL is the knee jerk reaction that we have when teams win the world series. And I'll give you a perfect example, the Cubs. Does everybody remember when the Cubs won the world series a few years ago for the first time in a million years? What was everyone saying after that series? Oh, the Cubs are stacked. They're loaded for years and years. They're going to be great. And their farm system is so good. They are going to win it every year. We'll be talking about the Cubs. Next year, playoffs. Following year, not even. Joe Madden gone. <laughs> I mean, that that's, that's what happens. Baseball is different than the other sports in that way. A lot of it is managing pitchers, and a lot of it is injuries, too, of course. I mean, that's a factor. But the Houston Astros, the following year, what happened? Astros win the World Series. Everyone looks at the team and says, Springer and Altuve and Bregman and, oh, my gosh, their farm system's so great. And what happens the next year? They fall flat. And now they're back again because why? Because they're healthy. That's a big part of it. Because Jordan Alvarez is a stud. That's part of it. He's added a lot to that team this year as a rookie. He's rookie of the year probably. Uh, Ryan Presley's a big ad for them out of the bullpen. He's been fantastic. Osuna, too. Look, every, and, and Houston may have a problem getting back next year. In fact, I know they'll have a problem getting back next year because I don't think they're going to have Garrett Cole. Now, what happened in 2018? Boston Red Sox win the World Series, right? What did we hear going into this year? Oh, my gosh, the Red Sox are so good. They're going to be winning it for years and years. They didn't even make the postseason this year. This happens every year in baseball. 
And the reason why is because you go so long into a baseball season and Alex Cora into spring training, what did he decide to do? Oh, I'm not going to pitch Chris Sale at all. I'm not going to pitch David Price at all. Those were probably the right moves, thinking back at the time. But the result was they weren't ready for the year. They had a million road games to start the season. What happened at the end of this year? They end up firing their their president and general manager and Dave Dombrowski. It's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately type sport. But if there is one pretty safe bet, it's to go against the team that won the World Series the following year. Because it's just very, very hard to play into November. Think about it. By the time the World Series is over, which will be, it looks like, uh, about Halloween, something like that, the Major League Baseball season would have been over a month. It's almost getting to the point of like the NBA's two-month postseason playoffs, right? Like, it's kind of part of that. So in retrospect, Houston is the best team. Uh, I, I think that Washington can give them a run for it here. They have all their pitchers well-rested. They have a chance to have Scherzer three times. They have a chance to get Strasburg twice and then in a bullpen situation and then Patrick Corbin. They got a, they got a legit shot against uh, Houston. I, I, I picked at the beginning of the season. You guys go, can go back and look at this on uh, on social media. I picked St. Louis and Houston in the World Series. Um, so off on some stuff for me for sure. But I also liked Philly going into the year also. I had the Twins winning the division. That was, that was not bad this year as far as the uh, predictions are concerned. But uh, I, I do think Houston... Um, I do think Houston still wins the World Series, but it wouldn't shock me at all with that big mo, big momentum on the side of the Nationals ended up taking it. I, it wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, it's about pitching now. It's so funny that everybody was like, oh, yeah, the Yankees hitting. Oh, they're hitting is so good. They're hitting is so good. I mean, it, it, you get to the postseason, it doesn't matter anymore. It's the same thing every single year. There's this big discussion about all oh, the baseballs are different it's the, the postseason is different it's managed different it plays different it's the same every year so stop with the big bats who ended up winning the uh all-time home run title this year in the history of major league baseball twins. what team was that minnesota, minnesota there you go sean good job minnesota twins. Me. what did they do they got swept i was gonna what say i remember before the season started that you predicted the minnesota twins would hit 307 home runs i remember that that wasn't <laughs> That's even here how good you are. I wasn't even here at the beginning of the season. I know, I know. Here, that was here in June. Uh, but anyway, no one will learn their lesson from that. Hitting gets you to the postseason, and the pitching wins it. No one's beating Garrett Cole in a seven-game series with him pitching three times. Uh, I don't think. I think Washington could give him a run for their money, but you got Cole game one, game four, game seven, you win. And that's That's it. And by the way, uh, just to give you an idea, if there's any bad weather in Washington in games three, four, and five that pushes that series back, advantage Houston even more. Advantage Houston even more in that thing. So keep that in mind as we move forward. But, uh, Sean, I wish you good luck today. It would not Thank shock you. me at all. It wouldn't Listen, if the Yankees could easily win this game today, Verlander was touched up once. I think so. He, def he definitely could get touched up uh, again. So, I, I look, it's not impossible. I mean, look, this is the guy that, that Houston would want in this spot for sure, but this is not like a Garrett Cole situation. Unfortunately, there will be another Garrett Cole situation, and the Yankees will lose in that game, whenever that is. <laughs> uh, game six, I suppose. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, it, it is over for the Yankees. It's just a matter of when. Well, but let's hope it's today. not tonight, that, that, though. 
I look for you. I, I am a Houston guy. I have good relationships with all of them there. Um, they train an hour from me. So do the, so do the Nationals. So uh, respectfully, I am pulling for Houston. But for your sake, personally, I would. I hope you get a good game tonight. And if you come away with a win, so be it. Well, I, I'm okay with that. And for the Yankees' sake too, just for the season, uh, you don't want to end it like they did last night. For, I mean, last night was really what about ugly. How are you feeling about Stanton? Oh, I, I can't stand Stanton. Oh, get rid of him. Does anybody like Stanton anymore in New York? Yeah, there's a guy Is here. That love fest gone. There's there's, there's someone here uh, that works here. Loves. Giancarlo Stanton loves him absolutely. Wait, Defends him yeah. at wow. every chance. On the guys missed the whole year. Uh, did you see that Reggie Jackson interview with Giancarlo uh, about Giancarlo Stanton with Jim Bowden? Bowden? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Bowden, I heard him. You got it right. Yeah, yeah. With all those f bombs, that was crazy. <laughs> I, did, you know, I, I could did. get Reggie. I, I could get Reggie on our show. I'd love 100%. it. Hundred percent. Yeah, I could. I I know Reggie. I could get him on for sure. Um. Yeah. I mean, let me let me explain something to you, Sean. You may not have thought of this but i will tell you right now and this is this is coming directly from the marlins okay this is not my speculation this okay. is fact the marlins yes the marlins will never acknowledge that the christian yelich trade was a, a bad trade which it was i'll be the first one to tell you the marlins would take that trade a million times over given the fact that they were able to trade John Carlos Stanton. They felt that that could have been the best trade that they've made among all the trades, and they got nothing back. And that tells because you about that contract. Able, yeah, they, It was a horrible, horrible contract for a player that is the most powerful, dominant player in the league that has had issues staying healthy throughout his career. And, and, and I don't think that is ever going to change. And but Cashman's going to get a pass for that. He'll get a pass because of what he's done to build a roster around uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Because uh, every other trade he's made, I mean, most of them worked out. They did, yeah, they did. But that one's bad, and it's going to really haunt them. No, that one, no, that one is, uh, that one is horrible. Yeah, one of the one, one arguably is going to go down as the best trade ever for um, for for the Marlins. It's crazy as it sounds. All right, we'll take a quick time out. I know you guys don't want to hear that, but you can't really uh, can't really defend that trade. Can't. We'll be back with Trust or Bust on Fantasy Sports today. Then Jamie Eisenberg will join us. I hope Sean throws Winston in the. Can you do Trust or Bust on a bye week? I wonder. All right, we'll we'll see if we could dive into that next. He's still a bust on a bye week. We'll be back with more Fantasy Sports today after this. Don't worry. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. 
fantasy freestyle. The Packers ran out the clock and kicked a Mason Crosby field goal as time expired. So they won 23-22. They won by one instead of like scoring and could have won 27-22, but given the Lions the ball back and maybe the Lions came back and they would have lost. So it was a smart football play for Jamal Williams to not score the touchdown. That's a smart, heady play to make for the real football team. It doesn't always help the fantasy team. Monday and Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Zumo TV, channel 719. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Do you trust me? Trust. Do you trust me? Or bust. You are so busted. And welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish back with you here on Friday, getting you ready for the weekend. We're closing in on November, or Halloween, Thanksgiving, the uh, holidays, of course, Hanukkah, Christmas. I, I got to get with uh, with Mr. Sussman and Mr. Uh, Mike Cardano about our holidays here. Like, what do we what do we Are we on the air here? Thanksgiving and stuff like I have no clue. I'm, I'm still like in the dark on that one. Maybe, gotta get some, uh, yeah, updates on that's that. a great question. I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, if you could please inform me on those uh, these uh, holiday days. Thanksgiving is coming so fast, man. One of my favorite days of the year with all that football. Oh, can't wait. Football and food. What's better, Sean? A little trust or bust? That could be better. All right. So here's what we do on this segment today. Uh, Sean gives uh, throws out some players to me. I'll tell you whether yep. you can trust them or they'll be a bust in fantasy. Uh, how did we do last week? I don't even remember. Did we do okay? I feel like we did okay last week. We I, did okay, I like I missed, missed that except for what just one. Adrian Peterson. He, he oh. actually did pretty well. What did I say? Bust? Yes. Under Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peterson was yeah. good. I feel like in general I'm probably about 60% on the Truster bust, which is okay. I remember more things that I'm wrong about than right, and I don't remember sitting here watching football in my office Sunday going, oh, my gosh, I said this guy was a bust, or oh, my gosh, I said you could trust this guy in fantasy. I think I said Ronald Jones is a bust, right? Like, okay, I, I think I'm okay. You're good. I think no. I'm doing okay. Overall, All right. very not, good. Not, not terrible. Overall for the season, okay. So you ready for the first one for want. today? I am ready. All right, let's go. Trust or bust Ryan Tannehill starting now for the Tennessee Titans in Ooh. for Marcus Mariota. If you're in a super flex league, so you have to start two quarterbacks. I am in a super flex All right, yeah. so do you trust Ryan Tannehill against the Chargers? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I started Flacco last night in a super flex league, and you may laugh, but there were no other options, and Tannehill was cut after that game so i tried to grab Carr, who was cut i tried to grab a couple of others look here is the problem now unfortunately sean i watched that tennessee denver game last week because i believe tennessee was going to win and i had him in the uh, super con i had him in the super contest as well i will yep. admit it was a horrible horrible result um and i don't think that things are going to get much better for him the offensive line outside of Taylor Luan on the left side is horrible. Uh, Derrick Henry was was hit in the. I don't know how Derrick Henry ever rushed for 200 yards in a game. Watching that game last week, the the dude goes down the second they touch him. I remember I was at the championship game, Alabama LSU when he ran wild. I was there. I was in New Orleans. Like I, I, he is a mystifying guy for me, Derrick Henry. Going back to Tannehill for a minute. Uh, I, I think that we'll talk with Jamie Eisenberg about him a little bit. I think some of the over-the-middle the stuff with Humphreys and Delaney Walker, like he did with Miami, I think that could happen. Uh, I think for this week in particular, 
here would be the line for me. I would say 220 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception. So I don't know if that's a trust, but in a super flex league, I suppose you could do worse. Yep. And so I suppose there's a little bit of trust, Sean, but like on a scale of one to 10, a six out of 10, as far as trust goes. So a slight lean toward trust, but I'm not getting crazy here with him because their offensive line is just, I don't know what like happened, it. but it's dreadful. It is dreadful. It's surprising too, because Luan is back from suspension and they seem to be worse now with their left tackle They are back. worse. They <laughs> are worse. And by the way, there were, play, there were plays last week where uh, where they would be, where maybe they were down two touchdowns. So they basically had Henry left back to block the linebackers, and he just like completely whiffed. Terrible. It was amazing. Dion Lewis may be a better uh, blocker than uh, than Henry in that spot. Very shocking result for me last week. I mean, you know what? Tennessee probably destroys the Chargers this week. You know who knows? But yeah. That's a slight trust factor there. All right, we seemingly do this player. I mean, we always have this player on the segment. David Montgomery, running back for the Bears. Oh, Mitchell Trubisky, God. I know where you're going. Mitchell Trubisky expected to be back against oh, New is? Orleans. Well, he's uh, yeah, it's a likely likely back, likely back. So really, your okay. guy, David Montgomery. I bring him up because uh, this is a guy that I know you were high I on. I crushed him. <laughs> yeah, and then I and then I, and after week one, I crushed him, and I never got out from under him. I never sold low on him, and it was a huge mistake. Uh, I watched David Montgomery in college. He does not look like the same guy in the pros. What happens sometimes, he had a great combine, by the way, but what happens with some guys is uh, they're, they're part of a system. San Diego State is part of that. Rashad Penny was part of a great system in college. I never thought he would be a good pro. Uh, Montgomery was someone that after the combine, they were saying that, hey, you know, this guy you know, showed some burst. Showed some... I have not seen that at all with him in the NFL. I've seen nothing. So, you know, for me, I am going to guess that uh, Montgomery is a bust this week. I, okay. I, I cannot endorse starting him and playing him. I am playing him with no other options in a flex league because Godwin's on a bye, and I just I got no, no choice. I got to play him. But I, I think better days could come for Montgomery. But uh, Nagy, Matt Nagy, he has given this guy a full chance to play. On the shows the last few weeks that I've been talking to Joe about, they've given him goal line opportunities. Yes, he scored once, but it doesn't even happen on the first try, you know? So I have not been impressed with what I've seen from him okay. potentially. Maybe it is the offensive line and that's some of it, but it is a bust for me with Montgomery until I see him not be a bust. I like this one a lot. Will Fuller with Kenny Stills expected back for the Oh, yeah, Texans. Well, I was wrong on yeah. him. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that was one. Uh, and now it comes back to you. Uh, they're playing the Texans are the Colts. Do you trust Will Fuller this week with Kenny Stills back? Uh, boy, uh, let me let me tell you, last week uh, Will Fuller dropped a minimum of three balls. Two of them could have been touchdowns. It That's looks like do. they've really found something. Yeah, but it looks like they've really found something with him. I'm going to turn the corner on him and say trust. Hopkins does not seem to uh, get open like he was. Perhaps there's some double teaming going on that we're not seeing there. I'm not a professional studier of film, but when I watch games, it seems like Hopkins is just basically running over the middle and they're throwing these slants to him, and they do it four or five times, and then Fuller's wide open. So I, I am going to move toward trust with Fuller. I don't want to be wrong a second time with him. It is an okay matchup against the Colts. It's not great. 
But I'm going to guess that Fuller scores a touchdown this week. And, and uh, listen, Hopkins has, has been a massive disappointment in fantasy this season. I'm not even sure that it's his fault. No. Okay. Uh, moving on, uh, Chargers running backs. Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler this week against the Tennessee Titans. Do you trust them? You could separate them sure if you what, want. If, yeah, if you want, I am going to. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not sure what's going on with Melvin Gordon. Uh, I, I've I've been against him three years in a row. He's proved me wrong three years in a row. But uh, boy, what a weird decision for him to come back and not play that much and not play that well. It, the, the whole thing is just strange. Like, did he think that? I mean, it, would this enhance his value? Or he should have just sat out like Le'Veon Bell. He was a lot sexier when he wasn't playing. Uh, I trust Eckler, though. Yeah, I, I trust Eckler this week. He had one off week all season. It was last week. If you're playing in the PPR format, Sean, it's a slam dunk. Eckler is going to catch four right. or five balls for you know, 40, 50 yards. And provided that he gets you another 40 on the ground, even without scoring, he's a solid RB2 in a wasteland of RB2s and flexes. So Gordon at this point, I'm worried about. I'm not really sure what's going on there. And I, I don't do enough research to know specifically what they're saying about their offensive line and and, and breaking tackles. They're supposed to get the optics have Russell Okun back this week. So that'll help. Left tackle. All right. Chargers. All so. right. Well, maybe maybe that could. Yeah. Right, how, how about this running back? Devin Singletary, Buffalo Bills against the Miami Dolphins. You know Frank Gore is going to get carries for the Buffalo Bills. Do you trust Devin Singletary this week? No, I don't. Um you know, look, where, wherever, this is the same song I've been singing since the beginning of the season. Uh, wherever Frank Gore goes, he's going to play. Nobody outworks him. Nobody outhustles him. And he always endears to the coaching staff. They have the running back meetings. Frank Gore is leading the meetings. Um, there's a respect factor there. The only way that Frank Gore would not play and Singletary would take a prominent role would be as if Buffalo fell out of the race. And that ain't happening. They're going to win this gotcha. week. Yep. They're going to be in this thing. Uh, Sean, I told you at the beginning of the season, my favorite total in the NFL was over on Buffalo. That is going way over. Smart. Uh, yeah, they are They are a good but not great football team, a team that's going to make the playoffs and potentially get knocked out right away. But they <laughs> during this regular season, sorry. Yeah. Well, during this regular season, they're good. Singletary will be a monster probably in the NFL next year. But uh, for, if you have Frank Gore, you play Frank Gore. So, unfortunately, it's still bust season for Devin Singletary, unless Gore gets hurt, and that certainly could change things. But even if you're a Bills fan right now, you want Gore, man. Gore has looked Love better it. this year than he did last year with Miami. Amazing. 36 years old, too. All right, uh, Alan Lazard, Packers receiver this week against the Oakland Raiders. You trusting him? Yes, I am. Absolutely on trust board here. He is a solid wide receiver three, maybe, maybe even – Wide receiver two. Uh, I said this uh, Tuesday morning. I was like, this is probably the number one pickup in fantasy. Why? Because if Aaron Rodgers wants you on the field, you're going to get to play. There's got to be uh, against the Raiders. I don't know what he, I should check on FanDuel and see what his player prop total is. I'm going to guess uh, Aaron Rodgers' passing yards is somewhere between two and 250. So you tell me. If, if that number is between 2 and 250, where the bleep are those yards going? Are they going to Jimmy Ryan Graham? Graham? No. 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 Jimmy no, Graham's done also. I Jimmy agree. Graham's finished also. Hall of Famer? Jimmy Graham is like a Jimmy Graham's like a stone man walking <laughs> around is, there on the field. He is. I'm like, with literally. You. Doesn't, like, he just like walks into the end zone and like just try, puts one arm up. Look, Jimmy Graham was awesome at Miami. He was a basketball player, very athletic, but 
you're a tight end in the NFL, and you sl- and you slow down, it's over. I think it's I think it's over for him. So Alan Lazard this week, my floor for Alan Lazard is five catches and fifty yards. Did you hear that? My floor is five for fifty. Now on Sunday, Sean, you got to give me a little a qualifier here because uh-huh. if Valdez Scantling and Allison play, I got to change my opinion. You understand that? Yes, that's, that's a big yes. part of this too. And okay, we don't know yet. With, we don't know. We don't think so. But without the Adams is out. But without those other two guys, Lazard is a monster this week. I'm in. All right. I have, I have more for you as, as we uh, just fade down the music because I want to restart it. It's just a little short, so we got to get it back up. But uh, let's go with Devontae Parker, Stephon Diggs, Terry McLaurin. You trusting those Whoa. guys this week? All three, All three of them. guys? Yeah, We're running out well. of time? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. We have two minutes. Uh, Devontae Parker this week against Buffalo, I'm going to say, is a bust. You're silly to start anybody on Miami. You're, just, you're, you're throwing a dart. That is what you're doing. You're, you're just throwing a dart. Fitzpatrick will clearly be better than Rosen, uh, but you go back early in the season, the first two games, was Fitzpatrick better than Rosen in the first couple games? People forget that he was brutal. So uh, bust for him. McLaurin is a must-play when Keenum is at quarterback every single game because even if Washington gets annihilated, there's going to be that one play call where they force the ball into him, and he's, and he seems to be a really good wide receiver playing on a bad team. So McLaurin I am in on, and he's a must-start. And look, am I going to be the one after Stephon Diggs has three touchdowns and 100 yards in a game to say to bench the guy the following week? Come on, I can't be that guy, Sean. I'm not going to do that. I, you know what? Okay. I'm the guy that benched Stephon Diggs last week. Oh, I didn't play. Yikes. Yeah. Three touchdowns. I, I, I had McLaurin. I played him over Diggs. Now, McLaurin ended up doing okay. It didn't cost me. I have some good news, though. What's that? Amari Cooper expected to play. And Randall okay. Cobb expected to play. Well, there you go. See, hot news right off the waiver wire, right off the right off the uh, web wire from uh, Sean Glostamaki. And we do have an update here coming up at the top of the hour. But before we do that, we've got the best of the first hour of the show. I will come back at the top of the hour live and give you all of the latest news and notes from fantasy football. I'll have a discussion on college football in about 30 minutes from now. Jamie Eisenberg joins us for two segments, and then we've got some exit velocity. If you're listening live to the show, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Right here on FNTSY, if you're listening on demand, just fast forward and rewind to whatever you want to hear on my show. That's how I do everybody else's shows. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. And if you took Mahomes where you did, it was obviously very risky because you were the first one to take a quarterback in your draft in the second or third round of a fantasy draft. How do you get back from that with the crap that is out there on the wire? There's been no Drew Brees all season. There's been no Andrew Luck all season. There's been no Ben Roethlisberger all season. Go to your waiver wire and you take a look. And listen, we're going to try to help you get through it. But the reality is the replacement level from where you drafted Mahomes to what you have as a backup, forget it. And look, Matt Moore, I I saw him play here in Miami for many years. A super nice guy. And the kind of guy that can win a 17-16 game for you. 
but come on. There's no comparison. This is the equivalent of, let's say, the the, Vike, or the uh, Chiefs brought back Alex Smith. I mean, that's kind of who Matt Moore is. So, yeah, you probably could get a couple 200-yard, one-touchdown games from him, but please do not give me this, that he'll be even close to what uh, Mahomes is. Now, look, the Saints did a fantastic job no matter what happens without Drew Brees. Let's, let's call it what it is. Even if they get smoked by the Bears this week, which is certainly a possibility, you never know. Teddy B came in and earned himself the right to get a contract to start with a new team next year. Remember, Teddy Bridgewater, before the season, turned down a multi-year contract with the Miami Dolphins to stay with the Saints in that great scenario. Has Bridgewater played fantastic? No, but he's played good enough to get himself a deal. You're telling me that Teddy Bridgewater isn't better than five or six other quarterbacks in the NFL? Of course he is. Of course he is. Teddy Bridgewater could start for Tennessee next week. Teddy Bridgewater could start for... Uh, the, the, the Broncos next week, the Bengals next week, the Redskins next week, right? There's a handful of teams at least. He's going to get paid. He's going to get something. And the key now is can Matt Moore for the next month go 500? That's it. That's what Kansas City needs. But the reality of their situation is their defense also is not very good. I know they played better yesterday. I don't trust them at all. And the best bet on any board right now in any future of any play is honestly, I hate to say it, taking the New England Patriots to win the Super Bowl. You can still get two to one in some spots. I mean, come on. And I've never felt this way about the NFL before. Normally, there's a lot of parity. Normally, I could give you five or six teams. Who's going to beat them in the AFC? And we'll be right back with more fantasy sports today. Hour number two, if you're listening live or if you're listening on demand, this is FNTSY Radio, Craig Mish, Fantasy Sports Today.